1: Welcome to another edition of Nerdificent. I am one half of your host, Danny Fernandez, and the other half is gone tonight because it is his birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least it'll be his birth- no, it'll be his past birthday. I can't do time. Whenever you listen to this, it will be a week from his birthday. Um, But hopefully everyone gave Ify a lot of love. He did post a huge thirst trap, if you didn't see it. It is still probably up on all of his social media pages you can't miss it. It literally kept popping up into my timeline multiple times. But um, here at Nerdificent, we are pro-thirst trap, a thousand <laughs> percent. I am joined today by the owner of the Perky Nerd comic book shop, a place that I love, a place that I love to go to shop, at a place that has art shows, that really is just such a huge part of the community, that Ify and I actually, we got to film a piece that was... Um, that was funded by Marvel there at the Perky Nerd um, with a lot of uh, actors and writers of color, and that is Tiffany Melius.
3: Hi. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Melius. Yeah.
1: Melius.
3: Sometimes I don't even say it right.
1: <laughs> you are you are covered head to toe in Captain Marvel because we were talking about Captain Marvel. I love all the stuff that you have and the comic books that you brought.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, should I bring a reference? I don't know.
1: You know, do you know Hector Navarro? I feel like you do. He, you probably have met him. Probably. He's at DC Daily, and I think he's done stuff over at the Perky Nerd. Um, but he will bring his comics too, and he and he is known as like a walking encyclopedia of knowledge. So nice. he doesn't technically ever look have to like actually look at him, but when he wants to really prove a point, he knows exactly in his comics where that is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, wh- one I want to talk about the Perky Nerd, like how. Did you, is this the first comic book shop that you've opened?
3: Yes, <laughs> I like how it, maybe there's more. I wish there was. Um, yeah, this is the first one ever of its kind. The Perky Nerd, actually, the name itself. Uh, we wanted to open up a cat cafe, uh, which is funny because all comic book characters I seem to pick out have a cat. Oh, yeah, uh, so uh, but. Having cats and, and the whole thing was too much money up front. Gotcha. It's a huge investment. So we decided to do a comic book shop that sells cold brew coffee and and then does like art shows to get the community. We did stand-up. Um, yes, yeah, like, you have stand-up comedy shows yeah. there. Well, we used to. Um, I'd love to do more. I know Meltdown, since they've gone away, mm-hmm. then I don't know where all those people went, but... We kind of took on a lot more gaming in the last year. I don't know if you're familiar with Legion. It's a yeah. uh, Star Wars like miniatures game. Okay. And it yeah. came out last year and it kind of took over our whole shop. So uh that's we've and then Keyforge by the Magic Guys that's taken over and so we're kind of exploring the new gaming realm. Yeah, I feel like I mean I don't know a lot of other
1: and I should, but I I will look this up. But a lot of other female run comic book shops in the city. I mean, what was that like to even oh to oh like this? Has this been a dream of yours, or like how do you even go about doing that? Like how do you go about being like I'm going to open up
3: a comic book shop? I think uh, you just do it and don't think about it. for For us, it kind of was like December. We went to a comic book shop. By Chicago, Wisconsin area. It was was a woman owned one. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like it stuck out to me as something that I would I was like, wow, women can own a comic book shop. And then I looked it up, and there's another girl in Philadelphia that has a coffee comic book shop. And she has actually been on the cover of a Marvel comic recently. Yeah. And then there's another one in Seattle, I think, um, and there's just – there's a handful of them all over the U.S., um, but they're not that many. And I want to say because when we did first open, a lot of people were like, that can't be the like the first women-owned – I, and I'm not the first women-owned comic book shop, but there is less than like 10 of them. And I think people like challenge that because they're like, I've seen women in comic book shops. I'm like, correction – Owned by a woman, yeah. Not just people working in there that are women, um, but like actually owned by mm-hmm. a woman. Operated it's your by business, a woman. yeah. Yeah. So and yeah. you employ a lot of women there. I know I see them all the time. Yeah, we have a lot of women. We have the Perky Bitches Comic Book Club. Love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you had a you had like a.
3: I remember maybe it was just during Halloween, but I remember you had like a witches. Like, oh, the, brunch. Witch's brunch. Yeah. the witch's brunch. Yeah, uh, we do the witches brunch. A lot of women. Like art shows and stuff like that. We had the Marvelous Ladies that brunch. It was like a mashup yes. of Marvel ladies as Holly Go Lightly. Um, that was just a personal thing I wanted to do because I, I like uh, like Breakfast at Tiffany's the concept and like. Tiffany's Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons
1: (laughs) yeah you had a breakfast at Tiffany I actually own it and so does Danielle Radford who um was in our Marvel uh our Black Panther Marvel piece and she was on our Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode but I bought you have a uh you carried a print it was this gorgeous print of Shuri in Uh, the breakfast at Tiffany's like she looks like Audrey Hepburn and she has a little cat with her yeah um and it's Shuri from Black Panther so I have that framed in my living room Oh, so nice. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I've gotten several pieces of art there. You, have, you really are an open um, place where artists can apply to have their work shown. Like you have tons of different independent artists on your walls, you have tons mm-hmm. of print. I think it's like the best gift I love going there and giving it as a gift to people because, you know, you can get like a print for like 10 or 15 bucks and it's like super cool to have like a gorgeous Wonder Woman or The Flash Mm -hmm. Um, and they'll have mashups where it'll be like The Simpsons and The Flash or something like that. So, yeah,
3: that's my favorite part about the art shows is seeing what people are going to do with the theme that we put out there. Um, I get a lot of artists that just approach and say, how can I get in the gallery? Well, you can start out by being in the art shows, which are always themed. I don't just do like, this is an art show. Right. Um, so uh on March second is when our Captain Marvel art show will be up in the gallery and it'll be up the whole month of March.
1: Yes. So if you are in cause the Perky Nerd is in Burbank. Um, so if you are in the LA area, please uh check it out and you can check out their all of their Captain Marvel prints that they will have up and original art.
3: Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. So speaking of
1: Captain Marvel, when I asked, I think I asked on Facebook um, if there were anyone that were experts in Captain Marvel. I remember Eric Barnes, who I believe was on our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle episode, immediately tagged you. And I was like, oh, Oh. yes, she would be perfect. I was like, (laughs) yes, I remember. But how
3: did you get into Captain Marvel? So I stumbled upon her in 2006, I think, she it was like a fifty-two book run or fifty book run of Ms. Marvel, Carol Danvers in her black leotard, Um, and my husband was just looking for some amazing Spider-Man to fill in his holes. In oh, okay. His <laughs> and I was like, Oh God, where where are we? Because <laughs> uh, we were just doing that thing where you just map out a bunch of comic book shops and just go. Um, And he was like, you should choose one, probably like one of those things like you should get into nerdy things. Oh, (laughs) Uh, and I was like, "Okay." Uh, And I saw this like, you know, badass lady on the front of a cover and I got it and then I got all the other issues. And then I became really enthralled into this character and I kept reading. And then he gave me all of the Ms. Marvel from the 70s. The comic books. Uh wow. he found like a whole collection of them on eBay. And that I think that was like my birthday present or something. Do you still have those? Yeah. Oh, I have I have my long boxes of all all my singles of uh Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, the 70s Ms. Marvel. Um, and then it just kept going into like Black Widow and looking for all of those things. Um, but yeah, I love Carol Danvers. She is. I just. I love. She's so flawed. Um. And I came to LA for acting. So in in 2006, I was you know fresh here, <laughs> and I was like, we need to make a movie. And I want to be her. You were already on the bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah. You you were pitching this back in
1: 06. Yes. You know, we're just now getting it in 2019. Right? (laughs) And that's so crazy. I feel like she hasn't really been on the bigger radar. Like, obviously, for Marvel nerds and people that, you know, have been following her, she has been. But I don't think she's really been on the radar until the last, like, five-ish years, I would Mm -hmm. say. I've noticed more Um, and definitely the last two years, like, when they announced that she was getting her own film.
3: Yes, yeah oh yeah because they they announced it like a long time ago, I feel like and now it's finally here. I feel like they they know a lot of stuff you know, like by the time we
1: hear stuff, they've already gone into production. They might even be done with production sometimes mm-hmm. by the time that it gets out into the public um, but Marvel's definitely already capped out like mapped out exactly what they were gonna do.
3: <laughs> yeah
1: um I'm really excited I think it's crazy how close because she comes out so Captain Marvel drops. March. What is it? Next 8th? week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. March this, 8th. It'll be this weekend. Drops this weekend and Infinity War comes out in April. So we really don't yes. get a lot of time. Yeah. And in between that I believe Shazam. I might be, oh. which is interesting, <laughs> which is interesting because for people that don't know, Shazam and Captain Marvel are kind of related. Um do you do you want to explain that to people of how
3: th- that happened? The Captain Marvel, uh, they're originally from, like, I because I get a lot of people in the shop that are like, did you know that Captain Marvel is really from D.C.? No, no you... Are you <laughs> telling me that you, a
1: comic book shop owner, get people that challenge
3: you about your knowledge? Yes. Uh, I, I mean, it happens all the time, and I just uh i'm I mean, my personality is just uh you you're know, very friendly. And- I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's really cool, huh? You <laughs>
1: are much kinder than I am, <laughs> Tiffany. You are very you are very friendly. Yes, you are very, which is great because you have a business. And so I guess if you if you said what you really
3: wanted to to everybody, yes, yeah. I wouldn't have any customers. I
1: so. know. No. I mean, I would still go. I would still go. But okay, yes. Continue. I'm sorry. I just I want yes. Of course, you uh, owning a comic book shop get challenged about your knowledge of comics. But yes. Um. So yes, yeah, Shazam, Shazam,
3: Shazam. Yeah. So originally the character Shazam that we know that's going to be in the movie Mm -hmm. um, is not being called Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel is Captain Marvel. Um, But they did own that back, you know, first. Yeah. And then there was, like, a whole lawsuit, and now they have to make a Captain, like, Marvel Mm -hmm. has to make a Captain Marvel uh, use that whatever you call it monarch or whatever every 2 years once every oh, 2 years uh-huh. or something otherwise they'll lose it it's kind of it's like anything else kind of like uh with like X-Men A trademark, and, oh. and you know stuff like that they have to use it otherwise it just drops off and it's over and it's up for grabs for uh people to use it
1: yeah, I wanted to say Shazam is so Billy Batson. Um, oh yes. Is, so uh, it, it's essentially the word that he says when he's transforming. He says Shazam, and so uh, we will see that. Yeah, in the film yeah. that's coming out. But that's essentially what they ended up just doing is they were like, oh, let's just take this word and we'll just make it a the the dude the character. Um, but I'm
3: really curious to hear if they call him Captain Marvel in the movie. There's no. You think
1: that they're going to do that? I don't know. But I don't like think they're going to mention because people oh. are
3: really against like they're like Shazam is not his name. Shazam is the word that changes him into Captain Marvel. Oh gosh, those people don't sound fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um let's let's talk officially what uh, Captain Marvel. So Captain Marvel is um the name of several fictional superheroes appearing in Marvel Comics. Like you said, it was following a trial in which DC Comics sued Fawcett Comics for a breach of copyright, claiming Fawcett's Captain Marvel was too similar to Superman. The latter stopped publishing Captain Marvel. And in the late 60s, Marvel gained the trademark Captain Marvel, which makes sense that it would go to them uh, with their fir- f- with their first series. And what Tiffany was saying is that to retain their trademark, Marvel has to publish a Captain Marvel title at least once every two years, leading to her... Ongoing series, limited series, and one shots, essentially, in order to hang on to that. But originally, the name was Marvel, right. and uh, that character was created by Stan Lee and Gene Colan, and first appeared in Marvel Superheroes number twelve in December of nineteen sixty-seven. So essentially, the character uh, was an alien military officer, Captain Marvell of the Kree Imperial Militia, which is like an alien army. Uh, who was then sent to observe the planet Earth. I love this because this is also what happens with Saiyans in Dragon Ball. I always have to relate it back oh. to Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> but that's essentially Saiyans. Um, Goku was, like, sent to Earth to take over, but then ended up helping us. So Captain Uh Mar-Vell eventually also allies himself with Earth. The Kree Empire brands him as a traitor. And then that leads to lots of fighting. Lots of fighting.
3: Have you read the the Margaret stole the latest the life of um Captain Marvel? Mm-mm. Oh, cuz we just read it in the Perky Bitches. Uh and I I'm really curious to see how much of it is going to be in the movie because the Kelly Sue DeConnick run is the one that they're supposed to be taking from. Okay. Um but when you were just saying that about Marvel coming to Earth, uh, in that one, uh, the Margaret Stoll book, her mom comes to Earth from the Cree, oh. yeah, and they made a whole new storyline. Does she have a baby with a human? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's funny because I kept I love that I was very it. into that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I did the math in my head, <laughs> and it was. So much like Superman to me, I kept being yes. like this is yeah. really like Superman to the point where her name is Mariel and Carol's oh, Ka- name is Carol. Uh-huh. Cal Yeah. That's so fast. Uh-huh. Wait, okay, so And that's when did the this... latest thing that just came out uh before the the one that just like started running. That's uh-huh. in it like its second issue you now. Um it came out because people were saying that they wanted to correct her origins. Okay. Um which if you were a brand new reader and you had just picked that up, you might be interested in it. But I do think it's a very Superman storyline. Um which now, now if that was the original storyline with Marvell, the the mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. it is. Cause I Reading it, I was like, this is like Superman. So it's kind of funny that they would do that again now with Carol in a storyline.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, I could see originally why they sued them. (laughs) (laughs) But now that they can't do anything, I guess they're like, well, we're just going to go back. And I mean, I know a lot of different franchises that have done that. And sometimes people are really its interesting when you run across purists. Mm -hmm. Like, they're really fascinated. I like... Wonder Woman's origin story, oh. I don't like when people mess around with her origin story, mm-hmm. which has happened, because she originally wasn't, like there are some where her father is, you know, where she was oh, uh, sculpted yeah. from clay. Right. And then other ones where it was like, oh no, her mom was like impregnated by Zeus. Zeus, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like through the power of Zeus or whatever that she was able to make this clay. But like, you know, in the original oh. 1940s run, she came from clay. clay. yeah. yeah. So I'm sure I might get I might get someone correcting me. But I have that original run at home. So at least if what I can remember is that she didn't need well, my least favorite is when her, um, Hippolyta and um who's Zeus's wife? Is it Athena? And uh Ooh. oh I'm trying to remember. But anyways, it was basically them fighting. It was uh Azarillo's Brian Azarillo's run. I think that was a new 52 uh-huh. um with Wonder Woman. And I have a computer right in front of me. I'm like, I should just Google all this so I know. But essentially, they were fighting over Zeus. I don't know if, yeah. So, and I was like, oh no, there's two women fighting over a man. Why does this need to happen? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Why did no? Just go back to her other origin. Yeah. So moving on, she's had several incarnations
3: and the one that you came on to in 2006 you said she you knew her as ms marvel ms marvel yeah she uh back in 2006 was in the black leotard uh and that that whole run is the run that i made well i didn't make them they willingly read it uh like because now they're repackaging everything uh to be the Ms Marvel years of Captain oh, Marvel. Okay, okay. And there's like three volumes that we have in the shop. Um and you can see like you know cuz she was uh the leader of the Avengers, she had a lot of alcohol issues. Um she uh was like in Civil War. Um so she's like popped up a lot. Um and that's where I got into her. I personally really love it. Um because, you know, when you first get into something, you're just like, I love this. I love it the way it is. Yes. But then it changes and you. Yeah. It's like, no, no. Why did they do that? But someone else could pick up that new thing. Right. Not knowing anything previously and be like, this is amazing. See the old stuff and be like, why? Yeah. Why would they do that to her? So I'm coming from like the the black leotard loving days. <laughs> uh, and then she, you know, got redone in, uh, 2012 as Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers, yes. that everyone knows, right? Yes. Okay. Which because she, before that, the was she on Carol? List. Oh, yeah. She's, like, the seventh on the list of carrying the Captain Marvel... Yeah. Oh, title. So let's go through
1: this list. So the next one up after we have Marvel is Monica. Is it Rambo? Yeah. Um, and that was the second Captain Marvel was created by writer Roger Stern and artist John Romita Jr. Uh, she first appeared in the Amazing Spider-Man Annual number sixteen in nineteen eighty-two. So here I am just thinking that she's been around. You know, recently I haven't read any Captain Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get on it. I read my my friend. Sam Maggs actually wrote a um, book, which I'll have to show oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. will probably care. Yes. Yeah, we're going
3: to do a book signing with her. Oh, it's so great. Well, but
1: um, so it, it does have info about Captain Marvel, and it has info about all the women of Marvel mm-hmm. in it. Uh, and so that was when I was reading that, it made me want, and of course, this Brie Larson film has made me want to check it out. But I feel behind because we did a a Harley Quinn episode with Tara Strong. Oh, nice. And when I was researching for that, I ran across – and Harley Quinn, I'm very – you know, I grew up watching Batman the Animated Series, so I'm aware of her. Um, But I ran across Mad Love that everyone was saying, like, you have to read this. It's, like, such an in-depth look at her Mm -hmm. um, and her relationship with the Joker and, you know, her vulnerability and, like, kind of her mindset. So I bought it. And I'm like, okay, I need to do this first. Then I'll get into (laughs) my Captain Marvel comics. I have so many things that I'm behind on. Um, Okay, so Monica Rambeau was a police lieutenant from New Orleans who possesses the power to transform herself into any form of energy. Her powers were briefly altered so that she cannot transform to energy but instead can generate a personal force field. Really interesting that they made her a police officer. This was something in a couple of other episodes that we have also talked about um, during this time, like, this era, where it was very lethal weapony, y oh. Like, you know, those, like, cop, buddy cop, or, mm-hmm. like, the cop um, films were really popular. Yeah. Yeah, so it was really... Because <laughs> they also did that, we talked about, in our Black Panther episode, they did that with T'Challa, um, or at least with Black Panther. I forgot his name at the time, but they made him into a police officer. Oh, really? I think in the 90s. Uh-huh.
3: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And we so can... what's really cool about that is that in... And I'm trying to stay away from the trailers kind of after I've seen like the first initial ones. But if you stop it, you know, the wonderful world of DVR uh, and people on the Internet, then they put it up that Monica in her in her uh, airplane, it says photon on the side. So that's a total like nice little Easter egg call out to her being photon in the comics. Oh, yeah. See, I wouldn't have. Which is pretty rad. I would not I, think, have, I feel like I'm gonna need to take a box of tissues to the movie because I'm just gonna be like, oh my god. That's that's how I was with Wonder <laughs> with Woman. With Wonder
1: Woman, yeah. Wonder Woman's tr- um no man's land scene oh, got yeah. me. Oh my gosh. gosh, every time I know, where <laughs> every time I just wanted to and also I think like it was the music, it was so much about it. Oh, but yeah. just seeing her and kind of like her inability to understand why we're cowards. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, she just, she saw these, you know, she saw these people dying and was like, I I love that line that's like, uh, what you do, what I do is not up to you. Oh yeah. And Captain Marvel says something similar, I feel, in her trailer. I'll have to, I'm gonna look at oh, it. Oh gosh. You know, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up right now, because we're gonna take a break. <laughs> <laughs>
0: tika.com,
1: and we are back. Still joined by Tiffany, the owner of the Perky Nerd. Yeah, we were talking about that trailer My favorite part of the tra- of the Captain Marvel trailers when she punches out that old lady. <laughs> <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> yeah. Um, also, can you? Because I kind of gla- I kind of like went over Kree, but they're essentially just an alien, right? Just Is there anything special, I guess, about them? Oh, gosh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the me... Kree.
1: Yeah, so the Kree, which I kind of went over, but her alien species race, they've also been seen in Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and in the movies in Guardians of the Galaxy, and they will be in Captain Marvel. So they've also have been seen in the in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So that's cool. I know people were really excited when they popped up in it. But okay, so the other the other Captain Marvels for all, all of you Captain Marvel heads. So there's Janice vell uh, which was the third Captain Marvel who first appeared in Silver Surfer annual number 6 1993 using the codename of Legacy. So that character is genetically engineered son, so it's still a dude back then of Marvell and his lover um created from the late marvel cell samples and artificially aged to physical if not emotional maturity that's really fascinating yeah, that's aged to emotional maturity <laughs> that is really no i just find that really
3: what does that mean i don't know um it makes me think of Shazam though because oh
1: yeah okay so, like, a, no, but I know, I'm just, like, so are they, like, numb to the world? Because I guess that is a superpower. <laughs> like, not falling in love is a superpower. I mean, if you look at, like, what Batman always considers his weakness oh. is, like, you know, his love interest. I mean, mm-hmm. all superheroes, I think, f- fine. Daredevil does as well. Um, feel like his love interests, he can't have them because mm-hmm. they'll just get hurt. Right. So... Listeners, tell me what, what you think emotional maturity um <laughs> means. That's really fascinating. Uh, so then we have Phylavel, which is the fourth Captain Marvel is Lavelle, Also, I'm sorry if we're passing over your favorite Captain Marvel. Definitely tweet at us and let us know why they're your favorite or when you first got into Captain Marvel. Um, so Phyla Vell is Janice Vell's younger sister. She was created by Peter, David, and Paula Zassetta in Captain Marvel, volume number 5, number 16, January 2004. So Phyla is created when Janice, who was an only child, recreates the universe, and in doing so creates various anom- anomalies which result in his mother being restored to life and his sister coming into existence. She is last seen romancing Moondragon. Um Phylavell appears in the Annihilation event fighting alongside Nova's United Front in an effort to stop the destructive armies of Annihilus. Um it's so much. It is it is kind of interesting all of these and we're almost getting to what I guess I would consider but the mo- the most popular right Captain Marvel mm-hmm. um Carol Danvers which I mean just
3: she is the most popular because she's getting her film <laughs> right. She's the most popular because I mean, basically, she had she was tied to Marvel, and oh, okay. how she got her powers originally was because she was with him, and the psych magnetron thing went off, and he covered her. He was dying of cancer. Okay, uh, he covered her, and to keep her from the blast, but she ended up absorbing all of the uh the powers from him. Um and it's described in uh actually this uh I refreshed my memory last night by reading the 2012 Kelly Sue run um where it talks about her Wanting to like, because this is basically about her struggle to call herself Captain Marvel, mm. um, because she was Ms. Marvel, and then also to wear kind of his
1: colors. Okay, um, so he, so he was essentially like Captain Marvel or Captain Marvel. Yeah, she was Ms. Marvel.
3: She, yeah, she was just Carol Danvers. Okay, like, yeah. And then she was she, was just she a took human. on the mantle. She was just a human with oh, him. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then she was in this blast with him, and she got powers from it, and became so. Is like, that gonna that be breeze movie? So she's a human. She is. uh you know. Okay. So you know, I don't. I don't know because then in the Margaret Stoll one that just happened that I said was so much like Superman to me, is that she her mom it ends up that. Her mom is an alien, so she's half and Mm -hmm. half. So, but to me, (laughs) uh, and I'm open to many things. uh, To me, what makes her so awesome is that she is a human. She's only a human. And she absorbs these powers from that psych magnetron incident. And she talks about it a lot, like the incident. Um, And she gets all of these powers from it. And so she becomes like superhuman. Yeah. But she is human. In the movie, it looks like, to me, she, they, well, they say in the trailer that she got infused with alien blood to save her life or something. So I don't know if some, um, and there's a lot of, like, rumors about that whole scene anyways. Yeah. That they show in the trailer that maybe they're trying to throw us off and that is not what is the storyline. Who knows? We'll know next week. Or we'll we'll know, like, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she gets hurt or something, and then they infuse her with the alien blood, and that's how she becomes what she is in the movie, I guess.
1: Yeah, not entirely. I know that there's a lot of sites that have broken down every single frame of that <laughs> trailer, mm-hmm. but I do know there's a lot of people that kind of don't want to watch the trailers anymore because they want to be surprised. Yeah, so. I don't.
3: I don't want to watch them anymore because- yeah. There's just too much stuff, and then you're like, "Oh, that's gonna happen." I-, I want it to be all fresh and brand new, and like, yeah. So what I'm saying
1: is, it's okay, people. If if um, Cap- some Captain Marvel fans haven't watched the trailers, I think it's uh, I know Star Wars. There were some specific Star Wars fans that I knew that like refused to watch the trailers. Of, oh. like when Force Awakens was coming out, they mm-hmm. just wanted to be surprised, and I'm sure they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's okay. Um,
3: it's okay to to skip past that but also i feel like a big thing in like social media and and the internet age is that you can't get mad if you see something because you should shut it down if you don't want to see stuff or get stuff spoiled uh like what i'm doing is i'm just actively being like oh no you know, mm-hmm. uh, and like any, I've seen people have already got to see the movie. And so yeah. I just have to scroll. I don't want to see. Mute them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I'm just kidding. You, you, know. you can mute Captain yeah. Marvel. Like, the, they <laughs> are embargoed. No, you
1: can. Go. No, but like, yeah, you can mute you the mean. phrase. Also, yeah. those people are embargoed, I think, oh. because I have an embargo. I'm at the, so when this drops, I will have been at the premiere yesterday. Uh Monday I'm going to the <gasps> Captain Marvel premiere. What? Yeah, I'm really excited. And y'all, I have this blue dress. I have this I have this it looks like her blue. It's her blue dress I have, but um it zips up the front and y'all know me, I am not good with zippers. I had a whole zipper fiasco that happened at San Diego Comic-Con and if he was there, essentially I wore a zippered tight outfit. And my zipper broke. Oh. And so my outfit was just open. It was a mess. Um, like what, it just like slid down? It was a... <laughs> it, was just like, it was I was give a, up. It was a... I know. I was tired of holding in the goods... <laughs> I, I wore a uh, I wore a one piece. Oh. So luckily, I had jean like I had these tight, hot like white pants. And I'm I'm extra. I'm way too extra at at a. You know, I used to go to Comic Con though. I would like beg my mom to take me to Comic Con when I was like 11. And now that I actually get to be on panels, I'm gonna live my my best life do it. and yeah. do and do up as much. I'm gonna take up as much space as possible. <laughs> I uh, wore a one piece and it zipped up right in the front. And the zipper, I went to the bathroom. It was actually, I was with Erica Ishii, who you probably know. She's a host over at Geek and Sundry. But um, I, we just did a panel for Skybound. And I was like, I have to go run to the restroom because then we're doing another panel at Nerdist I was hosting. Ran into the restroom. <laughs> undid when you're wearing a one piece y'all you have to like take the whole thing Ugh, off to pee i hate that mm-hmm. i also wore a one piece for uh my ralph breaks the internet premiere same thing if you can picture me in the bathroom <laughs> taking the entire thing off to pee it was a lot i had to like have help putting it back on um this is just the behind the scenes <laughs> <laughs> that y'all don't see bts um i also was talking with anna here at iheart about how because i was hosting with e at the oscars They had to sew my undergarment. They sewed, one, they put me in Spanx. They cut off a leg of my Spanx so that you couldn't see it because my slit was so high. And they sewed my Spanx to my dress. So, in order to pee, I had to pull my Spanx to the side. I just want you guys to know the behind the scenes when you see (laughs) ladies on the red carpet. What is actually, there's like an entire team of people that are sewing and snipping and. It's like, I don't know if you like Sandy in Greece, that oh, final yes. scene where they had to sew her, those black leather pants oh. on her. That wow. was me. Um, anyways, I'm hoping when you listen to this, I will have had a great time and my zipper didn't break or else it would probably be in the news because I would be <laughs> butt- ass naked. What was I going to say? Cre- okay, so something that I've noticed that's in this lore is scrolls. So scrolls are also a fictional race of aliens, essentially. They're shapeshifters. Um, and there's a very popular Cree scroll war
2: mm-hmm. that I know
1: people were excited, I think that was referenced in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um I
3: again am coming at this. Yeah, the Kree Scroll War. So that's what's supposed to be happening. Like, so uh Kevin Feige said it's not gonna be an origin story where she gets her powers in the movie. We're not going to see that. She's already going to have her powers, and they're in the middle of this war. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how, like, because she's just already going to be a badass, like, mm-hmm. out there. Um, And you see her in the green. Like, so I'll tell you from a fan point of view when it was coming out last year with all the photographs because they were filming in L.A., um, and they came out with the green outfit, Oh, yeah. I was like, what? No. Why? What's happening? Uh, and then someone told me, they were like, don't worry. She's going to wear her blue and red right. Like later. And I was like, because ho- everything you saw was her in the green thing. Yeah. Which was probably like, who knows, like two scenes or something. We don't know.
1: For me, I honestly, when I saw her in the green, I was like, isn't that also so they could see?" I mean, I'm sure that's not it now, but I never jumped to conclusions because mm-hmm. when I saw her in her green outfit, I'm like, that's also how you do green screen stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah that's how they CGI stuff. So if they wanted her bright colors to pop in a certain way, mm-hmm. it would make sense that they would paint her green so that digitally they could then go in and put whatever they wanted there. Mm-hmm. Um, So I didn't know why people, I'm sure that they will have her in her green because that's her original when she's that's starting Kree. out, that's when her Cree
3: yeah. outfit. Yeah, we and it's just so funny because when stuff comes out like that and you just don't know. And we will will be like, oh, ha ha ha! Like we, everyone was fretting over this thing, and it's not even a big deal. Well, because then the trailer came out, and she's all in her blue and red, and she goes binary, which also people didn't like to see that uh, in what the does that trailer. Mean? Um. When she goes completely, like, on fire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Super Saiyan. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. There you go. But because that's probably, like, a really huge scene. And, uh, like...
1: Oh, they didn't like that it was spoiled. Yeah. Okay. That she goes...
3: That she goes binary. binary. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. So... I mean, I get it. But I saw it, and I was like... Oh my god. I totally get I I totally I totally get that. But I think they do they also have to think of people that aren't like me, that aren't necessarily that didn't grow up with Captain uh-huh. Marvel, that aren't invested as much. I mean, I would a thousand percent still see her. Mm-hmm. But I think they need they need some of those heavy hitting yeah. scenes. Mm-hmm. Same with, you know, the other Marvel films, DC films and Star Wars, like they need some really even though it might be like, Oh, they gave that away, yeah. They need some of those heavy hitting scenes and trailers for other people that are just casual action fans. Mm-hmm to want to see it. Right. So I think it was smart for them. And it's still going to be cool to see how she gets to that level. Um, Let me tackle two other Captain Marvels before we get, you know, officially to Carol Danvers and talk about the future of Captain Marvel. So there was the fifth Captain Marvel is Canoer. I think I'm saying that Right. I would try to look up. I mean, up. you're doing a good job. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> who first appeared in Civil War, um, the, ret- the return, uh, March 2007. He is a scroll sleeper agent who is bound with Marvel's DNA. Okay, so a lot of these go back to Marvel. Mm-hmm. the first one. Marvel's DNA to lock itself into Marvel's form and given technological replicas of the Kree Nega bands.
3: What's really funny though is going through all of those. Uh-huh. It just makes me think, because I'm like, wow, wow, like this was probably like a one-run thing. Like, who knows about this Captain Marvel, anyways? Um, but it's probably all because if they don't do one, oh, you're they so lose right. It. So yeah. they're like, what can we do? That's why <laughs> it always goes back to Marvel because they killed him with cancer. Yeah, <laughs> but and- obviously they kept his cells. I mean, you could come, I mean,
1: you're never dead in superhero land. Uh, so negabands were created by the uh, supremor of the Kree. They are loosely based on the quantum bands using the forces of the negative zone and the wielder's own psionic energies. So they essentially give you increased physical strength, interstellar flight, no need for food, water, air, or sleep. That's a oh. huge advantage. <laughs> Survival in the vacuum of space. So the next one is Novar, Uh, That was as part of the Dark Reign storyline. Novar joined—that's the next Captain uh, Marvel—joined the new team in the Dark Avengers using the alias Captain Marvel. He first appears in Marvel Boy number one in August 2000. He quit the team on discovering they were all villains, at which point he was—look, that is a good—that is a good—see, he's always had that, like— morality behind him -hmm. Um, because you know he was originally sent to take over us and didn't so Mm -hmm. he's always had that when he discovered that they were villains he left at which point he was contacted by the supreme intelligence given a copy of the original Captain Marvel's bands. again those are those super bands you can basically that's like OP that's like you can basically get away with anything um, (laughs) and told he should take his place at the Kree's protector of earth Um, and that leads us up to Carol Danvers in July Of 2012, Carol Danvers, a longtime superheroine known as Ms. Marvel, so that so she was in comics as Ms. Marvel, right? Do you know how many run like how long she existed as Ms. Marvel before she switched over
3: from to the 70s till 2012? Oh, okay, okay. And now Ms. Marvel is Kamala, right? Kamala Khan, yeah, yeah. She's Ms. Marvel now. Okay. So, and that like uh, I believe that happened about the same time. Um, she came out and, uh, Captain Marvel and they, cause that's like how it all happened. And I was like, what? Um, which was also confusing for me as a fan. Cause I was like, why are they, they're keeping Ms. Marvel. So it's not that they don't want to do Ms. Marvel anymore, but I understand now, like they're giving it to a younger generation Mm -hmm. and it's more diverse. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that they kept the mantle, mm -hmm. you know,
1: I'm glad that they didn't just undo, because like you said, it's from, she exists since the 70s, so I'm Mm -hmm. glad that she still has that history, but she can continue on the mantle in a different way.
3: Yeah. So it was, was in retrospect, is a cool time um, to have Carol take on the Captain Marvel um, title, and change, and then also have the younger generation come in and take up her Ms. Marvel title, and, uh, you know, it's a whole new generation of readers and types of nerds. So, if someone wanted to get into Captain Marvel, where would they start? <laughs> like, I'm sure people ask you that in the comic book show. Right. Well... Because I love Ms. Marvel, then I'll point them to the now repackaged uh, Ms. Marvel years in the, okay. in the big books. But if you don't want to get that crazy, which I feel like after you read like this 2012 Kelly Sue run when she becomes Captain Marvel initially, you will want to go back and read the Ms. Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you want to know her history and where she came from and what makes her uh, her um but but maybe not maybe you just like her as Captain Marvel and you want to just keep going and then there's also the other Kelly Sue run which is from 2014 uh and that's a really good one so um that one is the the higher further faster which that's in in her in the Captain Marvel stuff a lot um i think that's kelly sue like she did higher further faster um in the 2012 one too um, but the thing that I love about the 2014 one is the flurkin. Okay, what is
1: that? <laughs> wait, no, no, wait. You're going to tell me what that is. Okay. We got to take a quick break and then you're going to tell me what the flurkin is. Okay. Okay, right when we come back.
0: Okay,
3: and we're back. Okay, Flurkin. hmm That's her cat. Oh, yeah. So her cat, uh, which in the comics and is kind of a thing. Is that his name? Her name. Uh the it's this uh it's alien name. species of cat. Oh, that's the type Flurkin. of Okay, but her mm-hmm.
1: cat, at least I know this from seeing
3: from everyone which, taking. I know you're going to say goose. Uh huh. Is that's not the cat's name? The cat's name is Chewy. Okay. So one thing that I'm going to say that and might have been confusing
1: in this lore. Like it, I don't, I don't it, know if they can. I know that legally they could use that name because they're all under
3: the same company now. Right. But <laughs> so the thing about it when they first came out with the cat, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god! You could see it in the poster, he's like down there. They're going to make the cat a big part of it because um, the cat is a big part in the Kelly Sue run um, because is Rocket, he an orange tabby. Yeah. Okay. So, well, he's like, yeah, he's orange and he's fluffy, but his name is Chewy after Chewbacca because the thing about Captain Marvel is she's a huge Star Wars fan. Okay. Like, her ship is named Harrison. She loves Star Wars. Like, Tony Stark is always teasing her about being a Star Wars nerd and stuff like that. That's
1: so meta. She's so cool. Well, no, I mean, that's so meta now that Disney and Star Wars, I mean, and Marvel are all together. So it's like.
3: So it seems like great. Guess what? They changed the cat's name. However, I'm still hoping that Goose dies because no, what? Because Goose dies (laughs) in the comics. No, he doesn't die. Well, Goose in Top Gun dies. Oh, Goose in Top Gun. Yeah. So I think that you are actively wishing harm to this cat in this (laughs) movie. This is insane. (laughs) Only because why would you change the cat's name when you have the Star Wars? You have Star Wars. You can use. I don't know. So what I heard. Do you want to know what someone told me? Is this a spoiler? No. <laughs> okay, okay. This, and this is just hearsay. This, okay. Someone told me that because Disney owns mm-hmm. Star Wars and Marvel, they already have a property that they market called Chewy Chewbacca. They don't want two things- Yeah, they don't. named with the same thing. So they just renamed it Goose. Mm-hmm. And I'm not okay with it. I'm sorry we're <laughs> destroying her most, the
1: the biggest part of her origin story for you is that she remains a Star Wars fan. I'm sure that she will because, she's, uh, because she lands in the 90s. For people that mm-hmm. don't know, let's just go ahead and hop into what we do know about the film and then we'll talk about the future of her. We're not mm-hmm. going to give anything away that isn't already you know, expressed in, in a one minute trailer, but she lands in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that because she also lands through like a blockbuster video so <laughs> in cool. the trailer. Yeah. I'm really excited for whatever music, nostalgic oh, music yeah. that they're going to be playing. I don't mind. So she might be a Star Wars fan. Yeah. She might have some reference to Star Wars in some way, like mm-hmm. in her bedroom or I don't know, but. I understand why Disney wouldn't name him Chewy. Also, I don't know. I was going to say, a lot of the viewership that's going to go see this movie, Mm -hmm. a lot of them are comic book readers, but Mm -hmm. a majority of them probably aren't. So they might not know Mm. the cat's name. So it might just be easier for them to just change it, and that's what it is now.
3: Yeah, which I get it. So uh, just like a quick thing, I came into the MCU not – Cause I got into the comics in 2006 and I think Iron Man was already out and all of that. Um, so I have always been like, this is what the movies are. This is so cool. Like he, uh, this is what it is because I didn't read the comics. I don't know that the, every nuance, every little thing that's in the movies, but this is like the first movie for me uh-huh. that I am coming in with information. Mm-hmm. So now I sort of know what those people feel like that gets so aggravated um but but obviously I'm not letting it ruin my life but like uh it just irks me (laughs) yeah but now I I I like can fully understand and see that perspective uh that I was always like come on it's a movie but Mm -hmm. I, I get it like you're you want your character to be like protected and the same and which it's hard in the MCU because it's a totally different storyline. Yeah. Um, there's so many iterations of her in the books themselves that I don't even agree with. Like, especially like the life of Captain Marvel that just came out and how they like rebranded like how, who her mom is and what her origin is. So that was, it, a lot of things are happening that I'm, I'm not okay with. <laughs> but maybe like 10 years from now, I'll be like, oh, that was so silly yeah. But uh, but right now I'm like, oh, I don't like what's happening uh, with some of the things that they've changed. But now I can get it, like what it's like to be a fan that that happens to.
1: Yeah, I think we've had a lot of these conversations. It's such a it's a really double edged sword because I always want people to kind of like take risks. Mm-hmm. And I'm OK if a filmmaker has like, no, I think this could be great mm-hmm. I think that has happened sometimes where they've had to change an origin story or parts of it and it ends up being in my opinion better or they both exist mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that one is better but right you get to have both in mm-hmm. some world yeah I uh <laughs> I was gonna say I haven't read enough of her to really weigh or any of her to weigh in but I I think with it seems from what I can tell that people are really excited about this film
3: oh yes then that, and, and that's great like because you're you're a huge Wonder Woman fan? Yes. Yeah, so that's this is like my Wonder Woman whereas like this character this is like I know a lot about this character. I want the best for this character and for her to be betrayed and loved like uh it's really hard to see. I it, <laughs> I I didn't even create her and I'm like, "Oh." Yeah, you're like second, yeah, she's <laughs> yours. Yeah. You know, and um so can
1: you talk a little bit about her like her personality like what does she like
3: Um she I mean I think she is really like sarcastic she's um she really is like kind of like captain america um in a sense that she wants to do what's right Um that's why she got into some trouble in the civil war because she was like on Tony Stark's side um because she was just going by protocol, and there was some things that she did um, that were just, like, what the initiative was about that were wasn't, like, so great as far as, like, morally okay. and, like, for families and stuff like that. But she was just doing her job because she comes from a military background. I think that uh, that kind of gets her in trouble uh, on the likability scale. Because she's, you know, she's a soldier. She has a job. She's gonna. She has her orders. But then there's the other side of her that is, like, a human that has feelings, and she's, uh, you know, she has all these powers, and she goes through a lot of like turmoil, which is why she's like uh, dealt with alcoholism. And her and Tony Stark have a like a relationship because they've both gone through the same things. Uh huh. Um. I wonder if they'll have that in the. Film. I wonder. Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, this is the '90s, but maybe in uh, Avengers, yeah. She uh,
1: and the the other Marvel character that I think of when you say that is Jessica Jones. Yeah. um Who they did show in mm-hmm. the Marvel Netflix film uh dealing with alcoholism, right? And that's what I liked about her is that she was able to be flawed in the way that Carol is. I think Carol is kind of obviously re- like Jessica Jones. Um, who's also seen as, like, a street-level-ish, like, you know, Marvel hero, but kind of more—I don't know. I don't think she's held in the same regard, I would say, Mm -hmm. the way that Captain Marvel is. Like, she's held alongside um, Captain America, Mm -hmm. um, where they're seen as this, like, righteous— you know, and I don't think anyone thinks that about Jessica. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Which I relate to her more. Like, you know, we talked with Tara about how Harley Quinn, you know, is seen. And it's like, well, I like that. I like because I relate to them. Right. I don't always relate to the more, like, righteous, upheld, like, law-abiding superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um. But I do like that they added that for her. Because it seems like, you know, with Wonder Woman, I love Wonder Woman, but she's very and I say this in the most loving way. I've always seen her as the mother of earth. Oh. I've seen her like as the mother in the in the Justice League like she is compassionate and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean she's she's um nurturing. Mm-hmm. She has all these traits that like some of her other male counterparts like don't have which I think is necessary. I think I don't see those as a weakness. I see those as a necessary part of of being a superhero she loves us even when we don't deserve it I see that mm-hmm. as a mom like that's something my mother would do is mm-hmm. like she she can't help herself but love us love humans um but she doesn't have as many flaws she doesn't she's not an alcoholic like she doesn't have wonder, wonder same, woman yeah. <laughs> yeah she's so
3: innocent
1: she's yeah just
3: so uh childlike she, in a sense because mm-hmm. she's and, and that's what Like, in No Man's Land, she's, like, she doesn't get it. Where, like, I don't know if Carol would be, like, she, she, because she's just, like, a badass. Mm -hmm. She would just be, like, I'm going out there. Like, I'm not listening to guys. Like, she does her own... She does her own thing.
1: Yeah. The one thing I will say I love about Wonder Woman is that she she doesn't listen to men because she never grew up in a world where they existed. Right. So she doesn't know to listen to them. Like, I love <laughs> that. She just, when they talk and she's like, oh, okay. And then she's like, cool, thanks. And she just, like, does her own thing. Right. It's because in our world, you know, and so much of, of literature and texture and, uh, and text, and even if we're looking at the Bible, it's like, you must... Um, honor and, and obey your husband and mm-hmm. she just didn't grow up with that yeah she didn't grow up in our society where that where you're supposed to do that so when she encounters men telling her what to do she honestly she's just do she's just like oh I what I don't she honestly is just doing what, what she would do anyways right because she doesn't have any she wasn't raised like that so that's my favorite thing about her <laughs> <laughs> even if it is kind of in like a I don't want to say innocent or naive, but even if it's kind of in a she didn't mean to, she just is like, what? No, I don't have to listen to you. Why right. would I listen? And also, she's royalty. Oh, that's So true. she, w- you know, doesn't have to listen to civilians. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love that about her. Uh, so what do you see as the
3: future of Captain Marvel? Well, I mean, you know, everyone says that she's going to come and beat Thanos. Yeah. Um. So I think that how what is her powers that would give that would well that was the thing is that they um I think that they struggled a little bit with because she is so like Superman in the sense that he's like really hard to beat. Oh yeah. Um. So she's just so powerful. Obviously, she like we- takes, like, a beating. Mm-hmm. But um, she can, she just absorbs everything. She can absorb, like, a punch and then bring it back at you. Like, so, and, it, like, in a, in the comics, then she's up there fighting spaceships and taking, like, uh, all of the fire. And she just absorbs it all and then throws it all back at them. Um, so I think that she's, she's a match for Thanos. So That's cr- That's a lot. I personally and we'll see what happens. I personally think that she's going to rescue Tony from Wow. That because she's up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz she can be <laughs> in space. Yeah. Mhm. So and w- and that would be super cool if it really did happen because they have like this relationship in the comics. Not anything like romantic, but like like a a a, fr- a buddy, you know, relationship like cuz they have so much stuff in common um like he calls her Care Bear in here that's, <laughs> you know yeah. how he is yeah he give he gives everyone nicknames um but yeah and then the flurkin i i think it has something to do with the flurkin they have like time pockets in their mouth and they can make they can like multiply and that's what's really cool about this is that uh the kelly sue run In 2014, Rocket was in it, and that was, like, around the time when Guardians came out. Right. So I was super into Guardians and everything Rocket and Groot, and he shows up in her comic, and he's trying to kill her cat, and she (laughs) doesn't know that it's a Flurkin. She just thinks it's a cat, and then it turns out that it multiplies into, like, a million cats, and Rocket's like, I told you it was a Flurkin, so that's, like, a big thing, and that's why I can't tell if they're marketing the cat. As much because it's cute, and they did really well with Groot. Yeah, I think it's cause or it's cute. if it's because it's a Flirkin and it's like the key to saving the world. Not Maybe not necessarily saving the world, but it's, like, the key somehow to fighting Thanos or... Is the cat. Maybe.
1: <laughs> that would be really funny. Um, I do also think because it's cute and people love... The internet loves cats. Right. I mean, look at what they did with Porgs. Yeah. You know, they were pretty smart of, like, I think we can True. sell a lot of things.
3: Yeah, and Disney is in charge, so... Yeah. Um. But that would be
1: fascinating. Do you, I mean, Guardians... Now that she's introduced... Right. And
3: and she does a lot of stuff with them in the comics. So that's... She could be in Guardians... Three. Three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She could be up there. I think that she's... Well, you know, the, the original Avengers are the ones that are left. And so I think... You know, after the snap. Oh, she's going to create... She's and she's s- the leader of the Avengers. Of the, these new Avengers. So maybe sh- they're, they're doing, like, a little transition here into the next 10 years of the MCU. Look, if we could get America Chavez in there, <laughs> I'm well, rooting for it, her. Yeah.
1: Because, yes, yeah, so, so if we're talking about the newer Avengers, she, Captain Marvel, America mm-hmm. Chavez, uh Ms. Marvel, like you were Squirrel saying. Girl. Yeah, Squirrel all, Girl. Yeah.
3: Yeah. These are all... But like the characters that I love that they when they popped up in the Lego game, I was like, oh, my God, they put them in like Ms. Marvel and her black leotard is in there. She's like an unlocked character, which I'm sure a lot of people when they unlocked her were like, who is that? Um, But like she's been around forever so this is her time this she's going to be the leader if people wanted to get into
1: that new avengers which they also have an animated mm-hmm. um series as well marvel rising yeah marvel rising mm-hmm. yeah if people wanted to get into it, the comic that originally came out it was like a couple of years ago what would what is that comic that they would be getting in um
3: um is, is it, it Mar- the new avengers um, there's so many. Gosh. There is a lot.
1: You know what? Kudos to people that keep up with all of this and can For separate sure. them all. I'm sure that person is Hector Navarro. <laughs> um, even me as a big America Chavez fan. I'll have to send you a picture. I have, I think I probably got them from your shop. I have two. I have America Chavez, her Beyonce cover. Oh.
2: For those that don't
1: know, she did a, I think it was from Lemonade. Yeah. I think that's really cool. I yeah. have her Ultimates. Ultimates is what I meant. Oh, the Ultimates yeah this was uh I'm sure that w- maybe we'll do a review. I know the only thing that I would say is, um, in closing, there's been there's been a lot of hate directed at this movie that hasn't even come out yet, and so much so that Rotten Tomatoes had to essentially revamp their entire
3: site. Is that true?
1: Yeah, because and this happened too, with Black Panther when Black Panther came out, people tried to downvote. It Uh essentially, even though it, I mean, no, before it came out, before it came out, people tried to downvote it so that its ratings would drop. And, uh, this happened with Captain Marvel. They downvoted it or reviewed it, you know, using only like one stars and stuff, even though, again, unless you're press, you haven't seen it, um... And so essentially Rotten Tomatoes had to change it so that you can no longer – so like fans can no longer review a film oh. before it's come out because they were essentially just doing that to drop her score and her score ended up dropping to be the lowest – her it was lowest rated film in the entire MCU. Really? Because of this. Yeah. And it's really – I mean, I don't even want to spend too much time on it. If you all Mm -hmm. have been listening to our issues about what happens with women when they try to join the conversation, um, all Brie Larson asked for was that she wanted more diversity. She wanted that to be considered and kind of that put first with her interviews. Because just speaking behind the scenes, it is very hard. Most outlets do not really have A full roster of people of color. And even then they're not really given the opportunity. I'm in I'm in group chats with other journalists and we see this a lot of times they're not given the opportunity to even speak to these actors or interview these filmmakers and so it was really important to Brie Larson that she did give the opportunity to women and, and people of color, and for some reason, that made other journalists very angry. It was insane that her just saying, "Hey, this is a priority for me. i've noted I've noticed this issue that we don't have a lot a lot of women and people of color um, interviewing us, you know, especially with other films. And she's like, "I really want to make it a point." Men got upset about it and downvoted her thing. I actively. I actively had to unfollow multiple male journalists that oh, I really? follow for saying, like, I can't believe that she's made us feel unwelcome. And I want to be like, welcome to my life. That's been iffy and I's life our entire life is not being the front and center welcomed one. So anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say I think she's amazing. I think she's doing she is an ally. She's doing what she's supposed to do. Um I will I will continue to say this. Women of color are the least paid, least represented members of the nerd community, period, period. In fact, I had a guest badge to, um, anytime I do a panel, I get a guest badge for um, for a guest to come. And I posted on Facebook and I said, I'm looking for a woman of color if they would like to have my guest badge. And someone complained, like, well, I'm a man, blah, blah, blah. I guess I can't have it. Oh, and I was like, listen, dude, w- like I said, Women of color are the least represented in this spot. If I want to give my guest badge to another woman of color so I can make some space for her Mm -hmm. in something that costs $300, $400 to get into and is also isn't actively trying to invite women of color and I want to use my platform and my little bit of space to bring someone else in Mm -hmm. with me, that's Mm -hmm. the whole thing. We have to reach down the ladder and pull each other up. Or else we're not getting in. Mm-hmm. So I'm just um, I'm I, I feel bad for what has happened, like the amount of abuse that she has taken for just saying that she wants. She'd even say that she didn't even say that those are the only people she right. wanted. She just said that she wanted to make sure that they were given you know right. the same courtesy as everyone else. They just and just in saying that it was like she was invalidated completely and had the sight. You know, luckily Rotten Tomatoes stepped in because for a while she was just downvoted completely. So if you're that's, not on Twitter and in and in this world and you're just a, you know, family that's thinking of taking your family to see this and you see that it has the lowest rated score, you might not. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad that Rotten Tomatoes stepped in and did something about it. But I don't know. These are these are the conversations we're gonna continue to have on here, but things are Luckily, looking up, I think she's going to be <laughs> awesome. I think she's going to kick ass. I think that she is. I think Brie Larson was a great pick
3: for this, and mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what she's going to do. Right. Yeah. I think it's good that she's, I mean, you could see from her other choices in movies that she's taken on. And, like, when she was at the Oscars and hugging all the ladies, it's just nice, like, to yeah. be there yeah. And just like use your platform to be like, like you said, reach back and help others up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I feel like, too.
1: Jessica Chastain is someone that has been a huge ally when she found out that Octavia Spencer wasn't being paid as much as her. She oh. told Octavia Spencer, hey, this is how much they're paying me, just so you know. Yeah. And Octavia Spencer asked for more money because of that and was able to get more money. But she wouldn't have known that they were paying her less. Oh, Wow. That is an ally. Yeah. That's an ally. Yeah. And we have to look, I feel like so much, you know, women are pit against each other so often and these are women who are really, really trying to say, hey, I know that we've been, I know that these women have been pushed out of this community mm-hmm. and I want to make sure that they are included. Right. It's not even that I I, I want to include them over, you know, it's right. just I want to, I want to make sure that their voice is heard. hmm So, Something that you, Tiffany, are also doing at the Perky Nerd. I'm going to bring it all the way back. Thank you for joining us today yes. to talk about Captain Marvel. We will get way – this was just an introduction to, you know, the character of Captain Marvel. We will get into her and continue to talk about her as, you know, the movie comes out. And we can reassess <laughs> some of these, <laughs> some of these you know, things that we thought might may or may not happen. And if, you know, now that she's officially in the MCU.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, Tiffany, where can everyone catch you? (laughs)
3: Um, You can – well, I will actually be at El Capitan um, seeing the movie on opening night. Oh, so you mean people can actually walk up to you? Yeah. And say, okay.
1: But I'm kind normally of scared. We say,
3: okay, we normally say where like, what 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 is
1: your social media <laughs> handle so people can follow.
3: But oh, she's yeah. telling you, you where you can where, where you can
1: actually find no. <laughs> her
3: physically. I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't want people to see my reaction. Uh, oh, if you don't like it, yeah. or if you like it too much, right? If you don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. It's okay. Um, but. Uh, After that, you can come and see me and get all the comics because you're going to love this character um, at the Perky Nerd in Burbank. It's 1606 West Magnolia Boulevard. It's Little Mom and Pop Boulevard uh, right here in L.A. And um, you can go to the Perky Nerd on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook to find us and follow us. Um, But the that's very important. Oh yeah, might <laughs> yeah. take you to a different perky nerd. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's the perky nerd, and you also have a lot of art,
1: uh, up. Yeah, so there'll be Captain Marvel up. You have a right Captain the whole Marvel month of show. March. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah.
3: And if people ever want to order prints, yeah, you Google? um, we do put a lot of stuff on the dot com. Cool. Um, yeah, that's um, what we I do figured. a lot of, like a lot of events. We have a lot of people come out and do signings. Um, like we had the little golden book artist um, for Captain Marvel, which, by the way, if you don't know Captain Marvel and you are uh, an adult or you're a five-year-old, you should get this little golden book because it's a great introduction to the character. It shows her in the Air Force. It introduces you to her fighting with the Guardians. It introduces the cat. Um, And it's like... Super easy, super beautiful, and you would know all about this character before you go see the movie.
1: Oh, so cute. (laughs) Um, I am at Ms. Danny Fernandez on all the things, and what else? I don't know, follow me on Twitter. Oh, yes, thanks to everyone that has posted a review um, that really helps Iffy and I so much with getting the podcast noticed and listened to, and thanks for all the feedback on these past couple of episodes. I know sometimes we have really heavy topics, but... I think that Ify and I feel like there are topics that need to be discussed, you know, in this world, in the world that we're in and in the nerd world specifically. It's not the same for everyone. And so we do want to have open conversations about that and how and all the great things that are coming about, um, all the great things that are coming about in this world. Uh, and then check out our Tee Public site is com slash Nerdificent. Tweet at us or Instagram, tag us if you are in a Nerdificent shirt or merch or you have a mug, whatever, because we love sharing it. I share it on my Insta stories. I love seeing y'all in it. So um, I actually was at the doctor's today and I was sharing like the IV infusion. My had a fiasco with doing that, but I had my Stay Nerdy sticker on my laptop because oh. I was trying to do work while I was there and my doctor was like remember to stay nerdy I was like wow <laughs> this has infiltrated every aspect of my life Um, I love you all and uh, remember to stay nerdy